Chicks Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by Fit Chicks Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for our upcoming fitness and nutrition expert certification program, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss expert program. You can download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. It is a brand new year and a brand new decade, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. So my name is Amanda Quinn. And my name is Laura Jackson. And on today's podcast, we are going to be talking about how to basically like the number one thing that I believe you need to have implemented in your business and ready to go and doing really, really well to be able to make this next year and your business soar. Do you agree, Laura? Yes. I think it's something that like what we're going to talk about today, I think it's like, it's funny when it comes to any type of business, whether it be like fitness coaching, nutrition coaching, health coaching, running a gym, like anything. It's one of the most yeah. looked, I think it's like, it's not, it's not as cool anymore. People are like, what are we <laughs> talking about? What is this? Yeah. Thing? So what it's we're so overlooked. It's so overlooked. <laughs> so what we're going to talk about today is your top five things to do to provide great customer care. And I'm really passionate about this because I think that it's like, it is, like you said, it's one area that just gets overlooked now. So I'm going to start this off by telling you guys a little story because this is very timely. So we are into the new years. Now, last year, in the very beginning of the year, I bought a brand new computer from HP. And I'm going to call this company out. I'm going to tell them because <laughs> they already know how I feel about this. I bought it in January of last year. The, it, the, pro, the product itself was damaged. I sent it back. They sent me a shipping label to send back to get a refund. And then I just went to in-store and I bought the, the same computer, but I just bought it in-store rather than having it shipped because every time they ship stuff, it always seemed to get damaged. So long story short, I ship it back. They don't refund me. I follow up. No refund. I follow up again. Guys, no joke. It took me until December 26 of 2019, almost an entire year to receive my refund. And this is with me having to do all the follow-ups, to do email follow-ups, to do phone call follow-ups, to talk to management, to talk to this, like to threaten having to call, um, call my credit card company and report fraud on their behalf, like everything. It was insane. And it just, it reminded me of just how damn important customer care really is because now I'm at a place where I'm like, would I buy from HP again? Probably not. Why? Because I cannot handle when I have to deal with something that is so overwhelming. No, so, <laughs> that's my story. And like, that's, that was my experience. And that's what sort of triggered this thought process because Customer care is like one of the most important things I think in our business. Like it's one thing that we actually put a ton of emphasis on and we put a ton of focus on and we put a ton of energy into. And we do, we've done that since day one because we know that like the people, if people get frustrated with you, they're not going to come back to you. 
Well, and also it's like the whole purpose, right, of running a business is to be able to, especially in our industry, is to be able to help people transform their health and transform their bodies and, you know what I mean, like make a healthier, make the world a healthier place. And that that comes with the relationships that you build and the way that you treat people and you make them feel important and included and all that stuff. And it's like, if you don't take care of your customers, how can you expect them to number one, stick to your plans, like to your programs, if you're not even, you know, encouraging and loving and give them a great experience. Showing up for them. them. Or how do you even expect to anyone to even buy from you if you don't partake, like if you don't actively try to give good customer service. But I, for me, what I personally think it is though, especially in the fitness and nutrition industry is that a lot of people never really were trained in customer service. And I mean, for you and I, things were a little bit different because our backgrounds, you know, we worked for very large corporations and I worked for Fairmont hotels for a period of time. And they are like, honestly, hands down, it was like the best university I ever got in customer service and why (laughs) it's so important though. So for me, so many of the things that we implement in FitChix is from like my knowledge and from my time working there. Like one of the things that I 100% still live by to this day, and they have it, they say it as like, you never say no to a guest without giving an an alternative, if I can speak today. Yes. (laughs) My number one thing is like, never say no to someone without giving them, like, I'm never just like, no, I'm like, oh my God, you know, this actually, this, I can't maybe do that. However, I can point you to a really great company that does offer those services or, you know, whatever it is, but that alone will build that relationship. And then they'll always be like, Whoa, like Laura from Bitchix was so accommodating, so helpful and so nice that maybe when something does open up that would fit for them, they'd want to come back. No, you're absolutely right. You know, I just, um, like recently I received an email from a chick who she was interested in taking our fitness and nutrition expert certification program. And after having a conversation with her, I was like, you know what? Our program is not what you're looking for. And I was really honest about it. And I was like, this isn't actually what you're looking for at all. I actually think that this would be a better fit. And I recommended her to go to Belly's Inc. She was already certified, but she really wanted to get into pre and postnatal. And I was like, our certification does not necessarily focus on giving those expertise. But Belly's Inc. has an amazing program. And I recommended it highly. She went to it and she sent me an email being like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but we had this conversation. And I just appreciate you so much because you didn't try to sell me something that I didn't need. You gave me an amazing recommendation. And now I recommend you to everyone I know that wants to get certified, which I was like, that's so cool. Right. And it was just like me just being a human being. So it was just like being, being human, being understanding her situation and listening. So this is like what we're going to talk about today is my top five tips, our top five tips on how you can provide exceptional customer care so that you can have those kind of gestures coming towards you. And you can have people repeating, being repeat clients and not being like, I'm never buying from HP again. I also feel like today it's kind of like to like a checklist. So if you're first setting up your yes. business or you're first starting as a fitness professional or nutrition coach or whatever, and you are like, okay, I never thought, do I really need to have customer service like a process in place. So listen to this as like a checklist. So if you don't have these things, write them out. Because again, like when we first started, because we came from a corporate background, we really did set up our business from the beginning from like an angle of like, we had like policies and how to deal with things and (coughs) templates and all this stuff. Right. But only because we we learned it. And I love the saying, like, you don't know 
what you don't know. Like if you've never been yeah. taught this stuff, you're, you're not going to know it. But honestly, guys, if you want to grow, if you want to grow a business, you have to make sure your customer service is on lockdown because if not, yeah, it's going to, unlike before where it was word of mouth, they say that every person who has a bad experience tells 10 people, every person who has a good experience tells like one. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's actually like word of mouth, but now word of mouth also includes the internet. So people can post bad reviews social about media. you, post all over social mm-hmm. media, post like, you know, Yelp, Craigslist, like all those things. And you don't want that. And you want to, of course, be posting good stuff about you. So when, if you do have a bad experience once with a client, then it just cancels each other out. Exactly. Exactly. So the very first thing that I believe you need to have, and this is not necessarily an order, it's just like five things that I know that like are really important. So the first thing I would say is have policies in place. So the standards are super clear. So standards and policies is something like is simple things like your refund policy, your um, like if you're a trainer, like your if they miss a session with you, if they cancel a session with you, what are those policies? So for example, with us, when we were doing personal training, the policy was if you cancel before uh, within a 24 hour window, that session is considered used because yeah. the person, the trainer probably doesn't have enough time to fill that slot. And so then therefore it's considered used. Um, so we would have those policies in place and we would actually have our clients sign off on that and say, yes, I, re- I read and I understood your policies around this. That way there, there was no question because the last thing you want to do is start getting into some sort of like heated debate with a client because they're not, they're saying, well, I had no idea because it's just buried on your site or it's nowhere visible for them. Well, so and, and, policies and, Mm-hmm. But, and also, sorry to interrupt you a minute, but a lot of times, no, go. you know, most trainers that I know when they first start, they don't have any of these things in place until they run into no? a sticky situation. So it's like, these are the things like sit down, spend an hour and get clear. Like, I mean, I said, what is my refund policy? And you can create whatever refund policy that you want, right? Like you can have yeah. that you give full refunds. You could have that everything's non-refundable. It's whatever you're comfortable with. We always recommend to have yeah. a refund policy, but of course within parameters. So like when we had Fitchix Bootcamp, you could cancel uh, for a full refund seven days before the start date. But because we were booking space based on how many people we had confirmed, it had to be within seven days. Or if it was before the session started, but after seven days, they could hold a credit. Mm-hmm. But like that was, of course, like it was very clear and stuff like that. So you can look at different businesses and see what they're doing, but start Definitely. to think about things. Like as we're talking about them, if you're like, I don't have a refund policy, I don't have a cancellation policy. I don't have a like late payment policy, like all of these things that just make it so much easier to say, refer to the document when things get yeah. <laughs> awkward and uncomfortable. The other ones you want to think of is, um, and these are just for like trainers and, and health coaches, just, I want to just pop a few into your mind to start thinking about is like, if you run drop-in classes, which we don't recommend, um, we recommend programs, but if you do do drop-in classes, is there a policy around when it has to be used by, um, like I know, for example, I just bought like a, it's like an unlimited first time pass at like a spin studio, but it's like, you only have a two week window to use it once you activate it, like have things like that. Think about those kinds of things. If you are running a program, what about if they miss a class? Like ours was that they could make it up at an alternate location. But if you're someone who's like, I only have one location, then it's like, that's their commitment. They've committed to showing up to those classes. If they don't show up, my opinion is they miss it. Like that's it. 
Yep. You know, um, so you got to think about what those look like. There was one other one too. Oh, and if you are running fitness classes outdoors, which is what we used to do, make sure that you have a very clear rain date policy and heat policy. Yep. We had both of those that were super clear. That way there, you're not having a million questions coming at you day of if it's raining. You're just like, you tell everyone the policy in advance. You have it super clear so everybody can see it. They understand it. And then that way there, you're, it's saving you time and it's saving you a lot of energy, but it's also getting your clients on board with what you're doing. And if you're worried about thinking about, you know, I don't have a website or I don't have this yet. And how am I going to share this information with my clients and get them to sign off on it? You literally, if you have a Gmail account, you have access to Google Docs. Google Docs is amazing. You can end up creating a link to it. So it literally mm -hmm. will be a link in an email you can send. Just be like, you know, just upon payment also means you're agreeing to the following terms and conditions. And you could just put a link right there and then go through and read them. You don't even have to have a website to, to have these, but you need to have them. Yeah. And now this is not to confuse you in any way, but I also just want to add in that of course there's going to be those like situations that are not completely black and white. Like you want to have your policies in place so that like the black and white scenarios, like, Oh, I was working late. I missed class. What do I do? Sorry, you missed class. You committed to the program. However, you, you do want to have like a little bit of like empathy and show that you're a human being as well, you know? And so we always had that too, where like if somebody would email us and they're like, Hey, you know what? I joined your bootcamp class full intention of showing up and somebody passed away and I have to go out of town for two weeks to go and help my family with organization. Like no problem. We'll put it on hold for you. And then when you're back and you're ready and you're able to join us again, you let us know. Yeah. So of course you're going to have like a small gray area, but I say small because as soon as you start giving too much leniency, then your policies don't even matter. So you want to really try to stick to your policies and procedures and then have those situations where you do have to be like more human. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it, but it's like, you're just, you know, you have to have that kind of side to you. And I think that that goes a long way with customer care. Yeah. And these policies too, it's like, they're a guideline. They're a guideline. They're there to protect you. They're there to protect them. But of course, at the end of the day, it's your, you do have like you can make that decision. It's your business. So, you know, even for us with a lot of, um, we're a part of a coaching group and there's always that conversation about refunds, right? Like, do I, you know, someone wants a refund, it's outside of the refund window. I want to say no. Well, sometimes there is a time where you're going to say yes. But the main thing is if you have the policies, then it's up to you and you, yeah. they already know what they've agreed to in advance. But sometimes it's just, exactly. it's better for your business and better for customer service that you break your own policies once in a while. Um, but that again, but once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Now the second thing that I truly think that you need in order to provide great customer care is a follow-up procedure. So you want to have a follow-up procedure with your clients. So that's the thing that HP was clearly missing, right? One year later, I'm still the one that's calling them. I'm still the one that's emailing. I'm still the one that's getting super frustrated, getting put on hold for an hour. Disaster. Total customer care disaster, right? But you want to have a clear policy and a clear statement. So for us, for example, with FitChicks and FitChicks Academy, ours is that we will always follow up with our clients within a 24-hour time frame. We say a 24-hour time frame during business hours. So if someone emails us on Friday at midnight, we won't get back to them until Monday. But it's, it's like very clear that that is when we um, provide responses. So that they are not sitting there going, well, why aren't they responding to me? Why aren't they getting back to me? And they're getting frustrated, right? So you want to always have that clear policy in place and have some sort of a bounce back email 
or something. So you know how like you can have that respond um, autoresponder set on your emails, have that set up so that it clearly states, um, we respond within 24 hours during business hours, Monday to Friday. These are our business hours. You know, if an emergency, you can have a contact information if there's an urgent situation. But I mean, generally speaking, there's probably not going to be those situations. That's up to you to decide. But you want to be able to give them that clear sort of statement in the email so that they're not going there, sitting there questioning you and your integrity when really it's just that you're operating during your business hours. But if they're not familiar with it, then they start thinking, well, this person is not a great business person. Well, and that's where, especially nowadays, and I always talk to like our students at Bitchix Academy about this when we're talking about like when they're first getting set up for coaching, I'm like, you have to set your boundaries. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, it's your business. You can just determine what that is. You might only work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever it is. But people, number one, respect boundaries. So set them. Secondly, a yeah. lot of people though, if you don't set them because we live in such an instant reaction community, like world now, yeah. whereas if you text someone, you expect a response, right? So, <laughs> you know, I know for us, even when I had boot camp classes, I would have some of my chicks texting me at 1130 at night, the yeah. day before class being like, Hey, I forgot to sign up. Can you like, can I just bring, you know, a check to, to the class? You're like, I'm sleeping. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, is I know a lot of people who respond to those texts because they feel like it's rude. But then what you do is you create this like bad habit on everyone's part where you're working all hours of the night and then they're thinking they have access all the time. So the simplest thing is yes, follow. And this is kind of, I'm adding this follow up. Yes. Within yeah. the 24 hour period but set your boundaries at the beginning. So when it comes to mm -hmm. not just your autoresponder, setting your boundaries when it comes to text messaging, when it comes to email access, um, or phone access, what, however it is you yeah. communicate with your clients, make sure they know. Like for me, I'm like, if you, if you text me after 4 PM, I will not respond to the following day. You know what I mean? See, like it's interesting. I always responded to text messages saying, um, please send this via email so that I can respond back to you. Yeah. I just so that I can always direct it, direct the conversation to the mode of communication that I wanted to use. So that's kind of like all the same, but kind of different, but yeah, like you want to make sure that you're kind of like the one that's setting the boundaries. So my boundaries were always, I don't want people to text message me, whether it was our trainers, whether it was our staff or whether it was clients, I lose text messages easily, meaning they get buried in my messages and then I forget about them super easy versus if someone emails it to me, then I don't lose it. Like it doesn't get buried as quickly. So I'll get back to them. I'll make sure that it'll be more mindful for me. So that's why I don't want people to text me. And so I would always respond back saying, please email me this information so I can respond back to you. And that's Again, kind of like, it's, it's like almost like you're training your clients. Well, and that's just it. And at the end of the day, it's whatever works for you and the way you prefer. Like I have of one of our, one of our students, she only talks to her clients on Voxer. That's it. Yeah. And Voxer is like WhatsApp kind of thing. It's like a, you know, text messaging, you can do voice calls, you can send videos, but it's also mm -hmm. good because that's her one channel where she does not mix it with her personal phone and doesn't mix it with, um, like her. So it's kind of like when she's on that, that's work mode when she's in everything else. And what's great now, guys, is things like WhatsApp or Voxer, they have free options. And I also like that it doesn't give your personal phone number. So your messaging mm -hmm. through that app, like they're not suddenly going to be, you know, and again, if you're dealing with clients all over the world as well, this is awesome too, because you don't pay the long distance. So it allows you to be able to talk to video chat to message and whatever, but it's all within one, um, one spot. Exactly. So number yeah, three... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> Number three is to actively listen to your customers. And it's mm -hmm. funny, I just actually taught a workshop 
to our <laughs> nutrition weight loss expert students. And we did a whole section about, you know, really diving into understanding your your clients, what their problems are, what they need. And it's, it's so funny how little time we spend so much time focusing on our actual business or our programs or our classes or our coaching that we really forget about the most important piece of this, which is what our customers actually want or what they need or where they're having um, any issues. Like, you know, for example, when we, before we had a different system that we were using for online booking for our programs and it was horrible. And we didn't, know, we didn't know it was horrible till our customers started telling us. And then we realized, okay, now we've got to switch it, right? But the, sometimes the biggest like, changes and the best ideas come from your clients, especially when it comes from negative feedback or things like that. <coughs> and it gives you the opportunity to fix them. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and that was, you know, like sometimes the greatest ideas will come from your customers. You just, you need to actively listen. And I think that we not only are spending so much time on our business, but we're also spending so much time when someone's speaking or telling you something, starting to already formulate what you want to use as your response. You're so focused on yourself. You're not focused on them. And you really need to start being more mindful, being an active listener, not just like hearing them. You want to actually like truly listen to what it is that they're saying and take that feedback and try not to take it personally, you know, take it as like, this is like constructive and something, and it could be positive or negative, but think of it as like constructive. And what's the thing you were talking about, Laura, like how it's like, you were talking about social media and it kind of ties into like that whole idea of like listening. Cause it's like not getting oh. attached to like the positive or the negative stuff. Who was talking about it? I was listening to a podcast with yeah, that's what it was. Castillo and she was talking about the whole idea of that, you know, especially when we're, we're running our own businesses in the online space, you know, there's a lot of trolls now, right? There's a lot of people who post yeah. a lot of negative comments, but it's funny because a lot of times in business, it's like we, we see like the positive comments and they make us feel so good and so happy and so excited. But then we see the negative comments and they make us feel so terrible and so low. And it's like, you can't, you can't pay attention to the negative ones and care about the positive ones too. Like you have to be neutral. You have to look at them both from the same place. Like the positive ones can't validate you and the negative ones can't break you down. You have to look at it like data in a sense. And exactly. it's for people to share. And, and then, you know, it doesn't mean that just everything what people say is correct. That's the thing. You always have to look at the source. Cause if someone is just a nasty person and they're like, Oh, Laura's voice is so annoying. And I hate her hair. Like, is that someone that I really, <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm like, you know, you should have seen some of these past haircuts I've had. I'm like, my hair now is nice. <laughs> But like, <laughs> my hair's on point, guys. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you have to look at the source. Because if not, you'll start to feel bad mm -hmm. and things like that. But just look at any type of feedback from your customers, whether it be in person and online, the good or the bad. Try to stay neutral and just yeah. utilize it to make you better at what you do. I know that's a little like off from like actively listening, but I think it's a really important point that I just, I'm happy that you shared that. Um, and the fourth thing that you need to do to provide great customer care is use positive language and positive outcomes. You want to put yourself in your client's shoes and you want to use positive, like you don't want to be like, oh yeah, that sucks. Or, you know, like you want to keep things really positive and you want to keep it so that there's a positive outcome so that when they finish this interaction with you, so even if they're like, I bought this pass and it's expired because I was so busy at work. You have to find a way to talk to them in a positive way and make it so that they feel like, oh, okay, like, it, yeah, it kind of sucks that I lost out on this money because I bought this pass and I missed the classes, but 
there is a positive outcome. So maybe the positive outcome is that you're like, you know what, I know you didn't, you couldn't show up to any of the classes over the past four weeks because you signed up for the four week program and work got crazy and everything else. But you know, I really need you to tell me that in advance. You can't tell me after the fact. However, in order to make sure that I'm helping you on your journey, this is what I'm going to do for you. And it's maybe not carry it over, but maybe it's like offering them $20 off your sessions or giving them, you know, um, a personalized plan for when things get really busy. Like you're going to give them like an at-home workout plan if they sign up for the next session. Like it's providing some sort of a solution that makes them then feel like supported and positive and it's like you're not just feeding into that negative energy because oftentimes when somebody's coming to you with a customer service issue it's like they're feeling negative about something so you got to figure out a way to use a positive spin well it's like think about too every time you've had a really great experience with someone or like whether it be like a business or a class or anything like what was it something that they did that made you feel like whoa that was really like unexpected or that was something that like, oh, I'm so happy. So, you know, even for example, for us in our Fitchix Academy programs, you know, we have a dedicated time frame that people have to com- complete the program in. And the reason is, is yeah. we, we are flexible, but we also want you to finish. We want you to be accountable. So after, you know, the six month time frame, if you haven't completed the program before, what would happen was it would just end, but then there'd be people who didn't finish it. And then they would be, you yeah. know, upset and and wanting to start again. And instead of having them start from scratch, what we did was implement a restart fee. So we could then cover the costs of re-enrolling them, getting them all set up, giving them an extension. And that way it was like, you know, you don't have to pay for the whole thing, but we are still now offering you this extension in a sense or a restart, a deferral fee for much less money. And people are always so grateful for that. So even though, you know, we're not giving them a refund for the program that they didn't finish. We're allowing them so they didn't lose anything. They could still complete it. It's a win-win. It's a positive thing. And since we put in that restart fee, it's like things have become so much more positive, not positive, but you know what I mean? Like it's just, it makes people feel so much better knowing that, okay, if something does happen and I can't finish in a period of time, I have an option. I have an option where most places, most universities or colleges, they don't give you that. It's like, you don't complete it. You get nothing. Sayonara. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. I think it's, it is just about finding that, like, it's about finding the happy medium. And when I say to you, like, it's not about just like giving everything, right? Like, it's not like, oh, you missed the classes. I'm so sorry that you were super busy here. Have this whole, you can just join next month. That's fine. Especially I find when you're just starting out in business, you can start getting into that really bad habit of just being like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're so busy at work. You know what? You missed all of January. Just come to February's classes yeah. because you're, you're like so nervous about like disappointing someone and not having them come back. But here's the thing, guys, if you're doing that, then they feel like, oh, well, it doesn't matter if I show up for February or March or whatever. And also what you're doing is you're showing them that you're not necessarily committed to their success. They have, to, you have to be as committed as they are. Right. And it's like, if they're not going to commit and show up, are they even someone that you want in your program anyways? So you've got to remember those things and don't just give it all away. Cause if you give it, it's proven that if you give something for free to someone, then chances are they're not actually going to use it or complete it. And I know because for women, invested. yeah. And I know for women, that's something that's really hard. Cause of course, you know, we tend to be more on the emotional side, people pleasing side. You know, we think about how people feel But the other thing too, you have to always remember is that if you say yes to one person or bend it for one person, 
you kind yeah. of have to do it for everyone. Now, I know we said earlier, there's times where there will be an exception and that is, there's always an exception to the rule. However, if you are just saying like, oh, you didn't show up to January, go up, come to February. And then Susie shows up and says the same thing. Then Deb shows up and says the same thing. Next thing you know, well, you can't give it to, to Susie and not to Deb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to. So exactly. it's like, this is where you end up in a bit of a mess and then they'll do it again. It will be like three months later. Oh, I missed it again. You know, you comped it last time. Can you comp it again? So think about it in the sense too, of you're being fair to your other, your clients too. This is the rules. This is the way it is. And it's set up th that way for a reason. It's set up that way. Mm -hmm. for a exactly. And then the fifth thing and the final thing that I truly believe, I mean, there's so many more things that we can add, but this is for today's podcast is to remember that it is everyone's job to provide great customer care. So that means for anyone who is listening, who maybe you have, a VA, maybe you have a partner, maybe you have somebody on your team who handles customer service, and maybe they're off that day. It's still, it's everybody's job within the company to provide customer care on every level. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're setting yourself and your team up for success. So whether it is a VA or whether it is like your husband helps you out with emails or whatever it is, have templated responses so that you give the same answer. This is so key because the last thing you want to do, and we ran into this once where, you know, the responses that we would provide would be very like emotional, empathetic, celebratory, things like that. Like we would see certain things in an email and we would make sure to comment on it and be human in our responses. And then we had someone working with us that was responding just very mechanical and it was not our brand. It was not the way that we speak. And it was like, oh, like that's not creating the kind of customer service experience that we want to provide. So you really want to be able to have those templated responses. And it's like copy and paste to a minimum. Like I would always say, like I tell people like copy and paste it, but then add in personalized approach to every single email. So it's not just like copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. It's like copy and paste, but then be like, oh, hey, congratulations on this and blah, blah, blah. And like recognize the person for who they are because if they're reaching out then you want to be able to respond back to them as a human as well. But yes, you want to remember that that is everyone's job. It's not just like if you have someone who is a VA who's just doing all your customer service and they're sick one day or they're like, make sure that you're reviewing what it is that they're responding because you want to make sure that it is in line with your brand and it is in line with how you would message it. And if there is areas that you want corrected, figure out ways, whether it is templates or having that conversation with the person to be able to make sure that everything is on par with how you want to be seen and represented with your customers. And the last thing I want to add on that before we jump off is just that, uh, just every time you write an email, go back to that thought process of, is there a solution in this email? So yeah. like never saying no to a guest like that is without giving them an alternative. So even if they are saying, for example, oh, I just wanted to know your holiday hours, let's say. Mm -hmm. Are you just responding like, oh, holiday hours are December 26th to blah, blah, blah. Like, adding in something else that can strengthen that experience, strengthen that relationship. So being like, you know, maybe it's something that, Oh, and just a heads up too. We also are offering these, this really great workshop that's coming up or we have a, a challenge that's coming for the new year or something else that might help them. Like I know, I noticed that you've signed up for this before, or we have a promotion or anything else that is not even just a, if it is a, an email that's like kind of, you know, that needs a solution, 
make sure it has that, not just like no, but also yeah. like something like that. Like every opportunity, every time, every email you send, every text you send, every communication that you have with your client or potential client is an, is an opportunity for you to build a better relationship. Definitely. And in all honesty, guys, the, the businesses that succeed the long haul are the ones that give amazing customer service. They're the ones who will stand the test of time because it doesn't matter how digital our world gets or how many online programs there are or all, you know, whether you run a mom and pop shop or a $10 million company. That is the one thing that will never go away. People want to work with people they like. They want to feel heard. They want to feel seen. They want to feel comfortable. They want to feel taken care of. And just every, t every chance that your client reaches out to you is a chance for you to make sure that they feel good. And it could just mm -hmm. even be like, have an amazing day with a smiley face or like, Hey, I'm so excited to hear from you. You know, like make it in a, in a way that someone leaves that interaction feeling like, Oh, I feel a bit better than I did, you know, just in general, <laughs> in addition <laughs> to, to, you know, liking your brand even more. Exactly. So important. So important. And that's why I'm so happy we started with this podcast for the new year, because I think from a business standpoint, this is like, number one, get this on lockdown so that you have an exceptional year ahead of you in business and your clients have an exceptional year interacting with you. Yeah. So take the time to set this up for success so that you are then able to provide the customer care that they deserve. And that's it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So with that, we're going to wrap this up for today. Um, as always, we have our upcoming holistic nutrition, not as always, but we have our upcoming holistic nutrition weight loss expert program that is starting on February 18th. So if you are interested in getting certified as a registered health coach and a holistic nutrition weight loss expert with us, make sure that you go to fitchicksacademy.com where you can read more about our programs. And we also have our fitness and nutrition expert certification program if you're ready to get certified as a fitness and nutrition coach starting on March 11th. So check them out both at fitchicksacademy.com and have yourself an amazing 2020. We'll see you next week though. Happy yeah. New Year, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.